0: Hi, my name is John Trotter, founder of the Trotter Family Foundation, and this is an investigative podcast about all things foster care and what happens to youth who age out of the foster care system. From firsthand experience, we will share stories, resources, and shed light on what it looks like to embrace that crucial transition from foster care to independent living. This is the Aging Out Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Trotter Family Foundation's podcast, Aging Out Uh, It's really exciting to be back for another week to discuss a very important topic, probably one of my favorite topics, and that is education. Education is one of those areas that is so unique to me because I always saw it as a way to not just better yourself and prepare for a brighter future, but to have something that no one can really take away, something that you learn. Um, as a lifelong learner, it is extremely inspiring to know that through education, through learning, through a technical program, through a skills program, through training or apprenticeship, you are gaining skills that you can use for life, uh, transferable skills that will apply to multiple job settings that will be applicable in your personal and daily life and that is what you do as a lifelong learner is you continue to be vulnerable and um, educated and uh, willing to to learn and take what it take, um, whatever knowledge you got, gain to you know walk forward with that. And so as we talk about education, I think this term is a lot broader than what it gets credit for. Um, oftentimes, the natural transition from one level of schooling is to do more schooling and going to college, going to an undergraduate program, going to a community college or a technical college or a skills or training program. There's no no problem with going to college. I don't have an issue with that. Um, I don't think that uh, we should discourage people who want to learn, who want to see that. Um, What is difficult is taking a step back to learn um, how that will be attainable, Uh, setting reasonable expectations and a plan to achieve that. It's maybe every uh, kid's dream to grow up and be a firefighter, but you don't just walk into a fire station and say, where do I start? Um, You have to take these steps to getting there. So I think the reason education is so formative in life is because it's a step by step process where you are learning, you're getting to that next level, and you're setting yourself up for success to say, I need to work a little bit harder as things get more difficult, as subjects get more complex. Um, you know, not everyone's going to be great at math. I can be the first to admit that. Math is one of those uh, challenges in life that it's sort of. You have to do it. You have to get used to it. You can say to yourself and to others, when am I going to use this? This is not practical, but it's that process of learning. And that's what I really want to talk about today is education as a lifelong process and also um, as a great means for foster youth um, who can come out of that system and really have ownership. And that's what's huge is taking ownership over one uh, area of your life knowing that um, you'll be humbled at times, it'll be difficult, it'll be a challenge, and you have to work at it. And so that's what I find is a, a true um, privilege is to use education as something you can take ownership over and really be proud of. Um, so with that, you know, it's extremely important, extremely important to get to um, the facts that With education and foster care, there are some pretty staggering trends that, you know, unfortunately, statistics, I don't think uh, we have to be defined by that and let that be the end of the story. But when you look at um, kind of the youth who are transitioning out of the system, who are aging out, um, you know, you have about 400,000 youth in the foster care system in the U.S. at any given time. And the United States Department of Education has pointed out that about 20,000 of these youth emancipate or they age out of that system and they can have these extreme barriers uh, to even just being a student, let alone a child, um, in a you know neglected or abusive situation. And now going to school on top of that is just a challenge. And so one thing that I learned that I you know sometimes forget about is that there are huge trends of youth who don't even graduate from high school and so when you look at those numbers, it's sort of uh, staggering to think, you know, we knew the numbers for college were low. We knew if you have these barriers, getting into college, paying for college, uh, surviving and being able to get through the academic uh, rigor that college is, is going to be a challenge uh, if, for everyday life. But as a foster youth, getting to college would be a, a challenge just to get through naturally but if you're not even getting through high school um you're not really getting to um even go into to college at all so i think um that's where i want to start is just looking at these trends looking at these numbers and saying you know we have to be informed We have to care about the numbers, but we have to figure out what what are those barriers? Um, You know, what are those ways that we could actually uh, bridge that gap between um, getting an education? I mean, education, I think, in our country has been forgotten as a um, as a privilege, um, you know, it's a extreme and very important privilege. There are countries around the world where people cannot go to school, where people are not allowed to study, where boys and girls um, are not allowed to show up in the classroom. And it is amazing to see um, some of the the kids who are in those tough situations. Um, you know, even here in the U.S., where school is a um, a sort of escape, but in a positive way, it's a place where they can learn and they can really um, you know, try their strengths. They can build relationships. They can take these skills and apply that to another area of their life. So education truly is a privilege. And I'm not sure if we if we forget that, if we don't talk about it enough. But going to school should not be something we take for granted. Um, figuring out what your educational path is going to be is not something that should be taken lightly. Uh, you know, I'm an old soul and I think long ago, the model of apprenticeships where you actually went and worked on site at a job and you kind of learned how things went and that's how you're educated. I think that is invaluable. That is a skill we need to get back to. That's something we need to encourage. And there are so many programs out there. Um, that we're doing. So I, th- I see what our role in education is. Um, like I said, my goal is to speak to everyday people who can make a difference. And my goal in, in that is to say, with education, I truly think it's about showing someone how they can take a skill, use it in another area of life, and keep it um, with them. But also showing them that By learning and learning to do something, um, you are truly becoming knowledgeable and you could be the one teaching someone how to do it. Um, It's amazing the level of skills and crafts and trades that we have access to. Um, And I don't know that that is discussed enough. I think, um, you know, whatever your path is, when I talk about education, I want to repeat it as many times as I can um but there is so much importance uh, and we need to stress that education can be in so many different forms and so many different um arenas and so um i want to talk about just one one type of example so you know say that you know, you have this really good, uh, this really good trade skill. Whether it's um, you know pipe fitting, electric electricity, um, you know doing any kind of kind of skilled work like that, you know, going to college is definitely an option. Getting really good at that, becoming um, you know good at business management, instruction, teaching, um, those are are very um, you know valuable skills that you could go and and take with you and use. Um, But then, you know, think about the concept of going to do an internship or an externship or apprenticeship at one of those trades, at one of those businesses that actually um, work in that area. And what you learn from that is you learn to do the job that you're going to to be doing. Sometimes going to school does seem like um, you're learning to do things that, you may or may not use, you may not need for a specific job or career field, but you have to learn it because that's what you're told to do at school. So in some ways, it can be very conforming. Um, but going to a a job and doing what you're going to be doing, and beginning to practice that, and getting to learn from people, um, you know, on the on the job site, and learning from people who are skilled and who know more than you. And then someday you become the supervisor, you become the one running the show, and you've not only demonstrated that you have the know-how and the knowledge, but you have the ability to bring other people in. You have the ability to tell someone who has the skill and you can train them, you can teach them. And really, most jobs, I would say, regardless of what you're doing, I would I would, you know, maybe say a majority of it, is about managing people. And then the other half of that, or maybe other, you know, 60% is about doing the work and providing the service or product that the organization specializes in. But it's really about managing people. And so when we talk about education, if we get away from that human and that people aspect of it, then we're just talking, we're missing the point. And so that's why I think education has to be a broader concept because it's ultimately comes down to people and that's who's surrounded by it and so as I looked at this and uh, and thought what are some really good pointers um, that we could discuss as far as it applies to um, you know why looking into an education um, path what that looks like for someone um, you know there are those basic skills that that need to be learned that need to be um, you know taught I think, Understanding, you know, practical skills like uh, how to pay taxes, how to, you know, fill out an application, um, how to make a meal, how to, you know, apply for health insurance or um, go see a doctor. Those are really practical skills that I think need to be taught at a younger age, at uh, high school level, uh, maybe even junior high, middle school, just so that you get familiarized with some life skills. And then, you know, things like math and science and history um, and language arts. Um, Those are also very important skills um, that need to kind of be the formative basis of an educational program. So if we kind of talked about the privilege education is, the great opportunities that it can open up, and then just giving that purpose to, you know, be excited to be learning and to uh, test your strengths at something Um, I think that's the way we talk about it. And then we look at, you know, what are the ways that we can, um, you know, take it, take it a step further. So um, when we've looked at these numbers, like I said, you know, for foster youth, there can be some pretty um, difficult trends that are tracked by the Department of Education. But, you know, does that really get Uh, passed down uh, to anyone? Or do we still have an uphill battle trying to, you know, educate and inform on this topic? And so um, what you really look at, I think, is this high risk category of people who will just drop out of school, whether they drop out of high school or they start college and drop out Um, you know, there's so many resources that are available. Um, So from several states, foster youth get what's called a tuition waiver where they can go to college for essentially free. um, And, you know, there's different grants they can apply for as well. And that tuition waiver is huge because it allows um, that uh, uh, population to attend college to really further their education to improve their skill. But, the graduation rates for um, for youth who who age out and take that um, you know that advantage is about two to three percent. So while it sounds like a great benefit, it just seems like it's maybe not utilized. It's maybe not um, as great as it it's cracked out to be because you know when you think of that saying, "tuitions wave tuition today." is so high and it's a staggering increase over the last you know twenty thirty years of how going to college has risen the cost of college has risen so much so when you think about getting a tuition waiver um, that is is pretty big and I don't think that we could ever take that lightly but then when you see the other end of that and saying well, only two to three percent are graduating from college and um, and that's the um, you know that's what's keeping them um, you know going is that tuition waiver it's a, definitely a factor um you know it's a huge factor but clearly um if it's not really being realized uh you know to effect of having a broader results of people graduating and furthering their education then maybe we need to to look at that and say, what can we do to overcome some of those barriers so if you're thinking right now Yes, I'm going to pose a lot of questions, a lot of things to get people thinking, and then a lot of ways um, to approach this topic. Because the real issue I see here is the, the absence of valuing education and what that means. The fear that comes when you're saying someone is trying to figure out where their next meal is going to come from and whether they're going to get a shower tonight. And why are we focusing on you know telling kids they need to go to college or they need to get into a program um, and that is a good point. I think that's one of the um most important parts of it is saying, how do you balance you know those priorities in life and I think as i as I talk about this topic, yes, we have to pose those questions and frame what the issues are. And then we can become really good advocates for saying, I need to be informed for myself, for my children, for my friends, um, and, you know, for for youth, you know, around the country, around the world who maybe don't see, you know, how education and learning could really improve some of these outcomes um, in their own lives. Um, But I think on a practical stance, you know, uh, someone once told me, you know, an older gentleman said, you know, get your ticket and then, you know, come work for us. And, you know, for me, that applied for going to college and then going to law school and then passing the bar exam and getting a job. And that always was so meaningful to me because... I felt not only that there was this path forward to um, bettering my educational experience, but there was this path to have a job out of it. And there was someone who was inviting me to the table. And I thought, maybe that's what some people need. They just need to be invited to the table. Now, I do want to get into a little bit of um, of why I think, um, as an advocate, education can really inform the way we do advocacy. So in my little sphere, I think I'd always been curious about the laws that affect foster youth and uh, and the laws that surrounded the decision-making for the judges and the social workers, the guardament items, the, um, you know, the different, um, professionals, the foster parents, the healthcare providers that come around a youth and kind of say, you know, here is the game plan. Here is the 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 case plan for this individual. Here's where the trajectory of their life should really be set. And it wasn't until recently that I started looking at some of the support systems that um, were in my own life, that I saw in my friends' lives and some of my family members. You know, that was what made the huge difference um, for me getting through school, for me enjoying learning, for me wanting to say after a life of having so much taken away and also being placed and um and and displaced and just and all these decisions being made about me and for me that i had no idea that i kind of informed my decision to want to become a lawyer to want to know um you know how does this process work and what um could my influence be in it and so What that all to say is I think what what it comes down to is having that passion, having that drive for for what you're going to do. And um, we are talking about these four pillars of our foundation, community, education, opportunity, and service. And today education is um, one of my favorites, but I think it still plays very strongly into that community. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village and then some to, to just support someone through school, um, whether you've been um, provided that that stepping stone to get there or whether education and schooling just come so easily to you. I think it is amazing to see the people who come around you and the people who you know support you, the people who uh, encourage you and tell you. You can do this. You are one year in. You've got a few more years left. You're almost at that finish line. Because honestly, um, if people had not encouraged me and they had not you know, told me, you, you got this, I, I would have been very discouraged. I would have been wondering, you know, is this something I can even do? So one of my favorite stories that I like to um, tell every now and then is... Um, of a story of a, of a girl who wasn't sure what college would look like, whether or not, um, that was an option and had had this experience of going to like an orientation day at a local school and just was overwhelming. And then had said, Nope, Nope, this is not, not what I'm going to do. So I decided to step out and say, Nope, I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. And then someone came alongside her, you know, pulled her aside and said, Hey, what's going on? I, I can see something's not, not good here. Like you've, you've basically, you know, went through all of these steps to come into this situation. I mean, you're at orientation. So clearly you got through the applications. You got through the, the letter writing to the school. You got through driving up here, you know, maybe buying some school supplies or getting things ready for a dorm or apartment, uh, maybe saving up some money, getting on a meal plan. You've done all these things, your orientation day, and you're just now saying, no, I can't do this. And I would say maybe people have those experiences, but I don't hear that happening too often when someone goes off to school, that they just sort of have these second thoughts. Maybe it's like halfway through the first semester, but before even you're getting started, um, this was just an overwhelming experience. And then someone just went to her and said, hey, you can do this. Um, I'm not going to let you tell yourself you can't do it and let you walk away from this. You, if you want to be here, you know, then, you know, we can, we can help you. Um, you know, we'll help you. And, um, and I'll be there for you. I will be a friend to you if you need anything. And they truly meant that. So after this situation happened, this, this girl, you know, she really took that to heart. She completed a community college program. She enrolled in a four year um, college degree program. And I, I had the privilege of meeting her and hearing this story and I was like, man, that's amazing. I mean, you're, you're here, um, you know, and you're still continuing your education. Like what was it? And she told me this story and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Then she said, but she's like, do you know, I know it's your last name. Actually, you have the same last name as this, um, this girl I talked to, um, with the time when I was going to walk away from college and not go through And I was like, Oh, I was like, really? <laughs> like, who was it? And it turns out that it was my sister, my sister, who I had gone through foster care with, who I had grown up with, um, who I had had hours and hours of conversations on probably so many different topics with, and I had no idea. And I think in that moment I was kind of floored because I thought, you know, here are these things that I wish someone would have told me and that I hope I tell others, but here's my sister out there encouraging someone doing that type of um you know that that, taking that time really to um sit with someone encourage them through a very difficult overwhelming season for some where you're just saying you know no it's it's college you're excited for it and you just go and do it and then the classes yeah you show up if you can show up and you get it done it's just college but for um for this girl that was just such an overwhelming experience but such a positive result and i thought um I was so proud of my sister for going and being able to have that conversation to step out of line and say, Hey, um, what's going on here to hear her out and to really see that human aspect of it. And that's why I say education is about people. It's, it has to be about people. And that's what, um, what the focus is there. So, you know, I want to take a few minutes to talk about the different types of education, because that's what I think is has changed so much. And I think, you know, the next um, next episode, we'll talk about opportunity. And I think that's another big area, um, you know, taking taking advantage and taking ownership and and applying what you learn. But in education, there are so many things to think about. So first, Education encompasses this sort of realm of going into some kind of transitional program, whether it's college, whether it's um, an apprenticeship, but something where you're saying, okay, I have done high school. I've had minimum, you know, got my diploma or I got my GED and I'm going into some kind of program. And some would say, you know, I just need a job. I'm going into a job. That is great. That is a extremely important step, because honestly, whether you do education or not, if you're going to support yourself, you're going to need a job. And so what that looks like is um, take that job, go work at McDonald's, go work in food service. I don't know why people, um, you know, say they won't work in food service. I'm sorry. Wait till you have time to be picky. If you need a job, get a job. But, um, you know, save some money up and then you can be picky. Don't don't knock food service. That is a a tough place to work. That is a tough job to be in. Um, And, you know, that it's just a very tough, tough place to be. And that's part of my story. And I'll talk about that later. But that is a tough place to be. But, you know, while you're in that food service job, I mean, look at, what they offer. Um, I think it is amazing the, um, the benefits that are offered through, um, some of the food service programs, you know, um, take advantage of that. Take advantage of the scholarships they offer. Take advantage of the, um, tuition assistance. Take advantage of whatever their programs are. Um, don't just be there as a worker, be invested in what you're doing. Um, you know, I love how the Bible talks about being, um, you know, everything you do, you know, you're working for the Lord. And so I think, um, that is such an important, um, important passage, important area that says, you know, whatever, whatever thing I'm doing, um, you know, I'm, I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm, I'm doing it for, um, for a more important purpose, and there's that passage that says, um, you know, I think it's in uh, Colossians 3 and and really just says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, uh, not for men, you know, work, um, work heartily, you know, take heart, um, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, we're giving thanks uh, to God that we have this position, we have this job, we have this opportunity um, we have this educational stepping stone, you know, take advantage of that and be, be grateful for it. And so that's what I see about um, encouraging someone who's, who's looking for that, um, you know, that next step, um, even if they're just in You know, in a job, I mean, you can use that job to better you find a job, find it, you know, a place like McDonald's or um, Starbucks or um, Burger King or, you know, Dollar General and see, you know, what kind of programs they offer that would help you better your education and just take one course or something that would get you um, get you that step ahead and think about what it is that you want to do. Um, you know, we can be dreamers and we have to tone that down and, and put it in perspective at times, but there's nothing wrong with dreaming and saying, I've always wanted to help kids. I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to help older people. I've always wanted to work with animals. Find a way, find a, um, a you know, dream big and then plan for it. Um, there, that is a, a a great way to do it. So along with, you know, you know, going to school, another area of education that I think is encompassed here is, is learning a skill. Um, you know, if I had a hundred lives, there's a lot of different things I'd like to do. Um, but you know, maybe one of them would be working in, um, you know, car mechanics. I mean, that is an amazing, um, I think a pretty well-paying position. Um, lots of opportunities to learn and to work in that area and so maybe it looks like going to a trade school or a tech school um, and learning what tools you need, um, learning how to you know, do that basic education. I think every every person, every that has a car, every young person that drives a car, they need to know how to service it, how to change the oil, how to you know check the tires, how to make sure, how to change a tire on that matter too, um, how to do that. Because I truly believe there's a season of life when you're young, um, uh, depending for most people where your car breaks down. I just call it the season of life where your car breaks down. Very simple. And you should know what to do. I mean, it's expensive to get it fixed. Um, it's a great when you can kind of friend who has that knowledge. But there are so many of these skills that I think we we forget to encourage people in. And we kind of say, go to college. Um, that's what the practical next step is for you. But if that's not what you're cut out for, then don't spend all this money, time, and energy in doing something that you're not really passionate about. And then finally, I think... Um, One of those areas of education that is also overlooked is just, um, learning to be an entrepreneur. Um, there's so much business knowledge that you have to, um, teach yourself. There's so much, um, out there, you know, if you need to go to YouTube university and that's what it is for you. Um, but learning to be an entrepreneur, how to manage finances, how to, um, basically provide a service that someone needs most of the time, you know, working and doing a job, you're solving a problem. You're doing something and filling a need that, um, is, um, necessary. that so you're offering something, you're able to, um, give something of value and in return, people are willing to pay you for it. So, um, you know, that is, is going to be huge. So, um, one of the programs that I really, um, like, you know, looking into is, um, the Washington passport program. Um, it's one of, you know, many, probably nationwide, uh, similar programs, but, what it looks like is just saying, here are the different resources that you need helped with as you go through, um, you know, an apprenticeship or tuition paid classes, um, because you have to have room and board, you have to have it pay for books. You need, um, you know, meals, you need transportation and gas. And there's so, so many expenses that, um, that you need, uh, You know, during that time now, very rarely are you going to say, okay, this is all going to be covered. I'll be set. You should be actively involved in figuring out how are you going to pay for that? Have a plan. Um, you know, today we have, there's so much um, talk and chatter about student loans. And I think sometimes going to those higher degree programs, it's going to be based on your academic status. Um, some of it may be needs based, but you may be uh, incurring a lot of debt. You may be investing in your education in a way that you never thought you would or could. And that route, I think, really needs to be re- reexamined. This is not a student loan podcast. I would love to talk about that and analyze that. But I think that what the the purpose of that is, um, is to say that whatever program you choose, however you decide you need to kind of move from that next phase in life um, after foster care, after aging out, it's very important to know what your steps are going to be and um, To to achieve that. So, you know, we have what we call goals. Goals are these kind of big things that we hope to achieve. And it is great to have so many big goals. Have as many goals as you can, set them up and figure out, um, you know, what you want to do. What do you see for your life? What is something you're passionate about and what purpose can you go? But goals are kind of null and void and pointless without objectives objectives are those steps to getting to those goals. So um, if you ever, I'd love to sit down with anyone who just wants to say, what are my goals? Let's put them in a circle around here. And that's great. We've got them all listed out. Now we need to start taking baby steps and figure out what are the objectives? What are the steps um, that we're going to practically take to get to that? So if you're wanting to go to college and that's what you see for you, it's very important to know how are you going to pay for it? what scholarships are out there that you can apply for? Um, how long is the program going to be? What's the course load look like? Can you do it? Do you need to work while doing it? How are you going to balance a work, a school, life, um, you know, all of that? And then how are you going to take care and support yourself during that time? So those are very big, big questions. But then you just break them down and saying, okay, well, I'm not rich enough. I'm going to need a job to go to school at the same time. So what am I going to do for work? Maybe I should probably get a job first, and see what my job life is like and my um, my schedule, and then I'll look into college. College is so flexible today. Uh, Training education is so flexible today. Um, You know, hopping onto um, you know, getting a um, food handlers certificate. Easy. You do that, and then then you go and apply for the job. And so I think that um, as we as we look at this, I think the last thought that comes to mind is, you know, really having this community. Um, you know, building on that community, saying who can my support system be um, as I go through this? Who can I run to? And I'm saying I'm halfway through the semester. M- you know, midterms are coming up. Finals are coming up later, and. I can't do it. You know, I'm, this is, this is, this is not what I thought it would be. Encourage someone and saying, you know, here, is this, is this what you want? Do you want to be here? And what do you want to see from this? And how um, can I help you achieve that? Um, You know, what, what steps, um, you know, do we need to take? And it's always going to be offering advice. Sometimes you just need to sit there and listen and figure out, um, what's going on in their life, what are those barriers, What um, what's coming up maybe from the past, um, what's going to prevent that. And then our goal should never be to say, you need to succeed so that you can you know, make a name for yourself and, and correct some of those past wrongs in your life and, and for your family. No, it's not about that. What it's really about is saying, can we be supportive people who are there, who show up? in a time of need. Can we do that? And um I think that circles all the way um you know back to education being about people and and being, you know, a human aspect. But I just love that fact that you have this ownership and you have this um this thing that, that you've done, this academic, this trade, this skill that's yours. It belongs to you. Sometimes it may be reflected in a piece of paper and you're saying, I worked so hard to get this certificate with a sticker on it and I'm going to put that on my wall. But what that represents to me is the hard work that you put in, but not just you, to your community, to your friends, to your family. Um, to the strangers, to people that you don't even know. Oh, that is huge! People you don't even know, who were praying for you, supporting you, um, you know, writing letters, were checking in, um, and you know, sometimes you never meet them. Sometimes you never even know um, all those things that are, are there for you to encourage you and to push you forward, help you keep going forward. Um, So, you know, so that's that's really big. I think, you know, if there's ever questions about what does it look like taking those steps in education, how will that practically apply to life? You know, that's what we're here for to discuss, you know, um, get those questions on that area, um, you know, talk about what it looks like to, you know, take steps towards, um, you know, an educational program and to um, to truly find, you know, what it's going to be to, um, I don't know, I, I guess to, to succeed, to not just start something. And so, um, you know, my final thoughts, and, um, if you have questions, please reach out to us and, um, let us know, you know, what your educational experience has been and what, um, what you do. And, um, but my final thoughts are just being able to, um, you know, look at, You know, years later, how how finding that purpose and finding that passion um, in an educational program has been so um, meaningful and just being able to say, here's what I wanted. Here's what I wanted to do. And and here's how I got there. Um, People sometimes need to hear the stories about the difficulties, the doubts, the um, the uncertainties of whether or not um, it'd be even possible to complete Um, this program and to and to kind of feel like, you know, um, you are doing it for a higher purpose. It's not not just for you. You get to be a part of it. But um, you're trying to say, I need to have these things kind of set in my life. And um, here's the the next step for me. And I'm going to learn from this. And so, um, you know, what we want to do is continue to to encourage people to be supporters, be a community that comes around those uh, students. Um, our next goal in the next, in the coming weeks and hopefully months is we really want to start doing, um, you know, looking to, you know, care packages for for foster youth particularly who are just transitioning into, um, you know, young adulthood, whether it's going off to college, going into a program, getting their first job. Um, so, uh, you know, if you want to support us in that way, um, you know, please visit us, visit us at our website, you know, Um Send us your ideas and thoughts of, um, you know, what would have helped you at that age. Um, we talk a lot about foster youth, but I think uh, young people in general um, look back at that, you know, that 18 To 26, that kind of range. If you're in that range, that's great. I'd love to hear from you. But really, that age, kind of that 18 to 26, kind of 18 to 21, really, too, when you're transitioning into kind of starting to do your own thing, going, being out on your own, being independent, um, you know, those skills that you're learning, um, I would love to hear, you know, what that looks like for you because I believe through those stories, um, you know, we can share that with other people and we can. Um, encourage them through a person-to-person interaction and we can connect them to someone who has been where they may find themselves now and can provide that insight um it's it's just amazing i can't you know stress the fact enough that i think looking back at some of the ways that people helped me that i don't think i ever even met um that's so meaningful because it feels like everything that I work for, um, everything I do today, it's kind of a way to sort of pay it forward and really be thankful and be grateful and use that investment um, in a very, um, you know, positive, and encouraging way. So thanks for joining today and for being willing to listen to some of these topics. And if you ever have input, please email us at info at charterfamilyfoundation.org. And just let us know what your experience has been with education and why you decided to do what you do in um, that program. And we really appreciate all of our listeners and just uh, look forward to, um, you know, getting into a deep dive on more of these topics. And so I'm I'm always excited to talk about all of these different areas. And I want to stay on course with our our pillars. And so um, our next episode, you know, we'll be talking about Opportunity. And that one is huge to me because it's putting some of these concepts into action and saying, what does that look like? Um, You know, taking ownership and advantage of, you know, these opportunities. And um, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be something that um, I want to take a little bit more time to discuss. um, You know, what do those steps look like? to um seek and find opportunities and whether it's from a job whether it's getting to a stable place seeking community um, and being in that realm of of saying um here are some really good practical next steps and so we look forward and as always thanks you thank you for joining and i will see you next time thank